Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. We are the Young Adults Ministry of Lake Mount Worship Center, and we are on a mission to connect young adults to the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ. We meet every Monday night at 7 p.m., and we'd love to have you join us. You can find more information on our socials, but in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message for this week. Um, so Pastor AJ is the discipleship pastor here, um, and tonight's message is special and important. Let me tell you why. So how many of you know that discipleship is essential to our walk with the Lord? Or even as people, like we need to be discipled and we need to disciple. Like that's a non-negotiable in our walk with the Lord. Um, and that's a huge part of being connected and connecting with other people as well. So Pastor AJ um, has some incredible insights tonight about that specifically. And also, you know, Pastor AJ has such a heart for our generation. Um, he deeply, deeply cares about what's happening in our generation um, and for us as, as a body in this room. So um, he loves us. He cares about us. He's got a ton of wisdom. So I just want to invite you, like, listen up, like, turn up your spiritual ears. Um, it's going to be a good word. Okay, so without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, Pastor AJ Dogleish. Close enough with the last name, buddy. Better than last time. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up, everyone? So good to be back here. I think last time I spoke here was March, and uh, Lewis completely botched my last name. It was amazing. Um, since then, I have been hired on as uh, the discipleship pastor here, and it's, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing journey to get here, and an amazing last couple months being here on staff, and so, Pastor Matt and Lisa, if you're listening somehow magically by the podcast or whatever, thank you. <laughs> um, so I want to share with you tonight a word, and, uh, I'm entitling it One Body, and I'm not used to speaking with papers. Usually I have an iPad, but I got rid of that when I, I transitioned into this job, so now we got paper. So I might be fumbling, and so just give me a little grace, if you will, but we're all here. So um, why don't we pray before I get started? So God, I thank you for Lake Mount Young Adults. God, I thank you for everyone that's here tonight, even those who are here for the first time that are just checking it out. Lord, I pray that this word would land on, on their ears, that they would hear exactly what it is you're saying. Not necessarily what I am saying, but what you're speaking to them, God. And so I just pray that you'd bless my lips, that you'd anoint this message, and that it would change lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Who here plays Nintendo Switch? Show of hands. Yeah? Awesome. Me too. So I have an eight-year-old son, and his name is Jad, and he's born on April 5th. And who here knows when the Super Mario movie came out? April 7th. Okay, so we went there, me and Joey and Pastor Matt, we took my son to see the Mario movie. It was amazing, because it came out two days after his birthday. But he is a huge Mario fan, like the biggest Mario fan. And um, if you ever come to my house, and he asks you, in his sweet little eight-year-old voice, 
will you play Switch with me? You will know that he loves you. That is his way of trying to show you how much he cares. Is That's like his love language, if you know what I mean. Um, the best way an eight-year-old can kind of you know, play with their love language. However, he's the only one at our house who really plays a lot. And so when he asks us to play, we play Super Mario 3D World. And if you've played that game, it's very easy to die if somebody just runs ahead. Well, guess what? My son does that. And so we all actually hate it. <laughs> um, but we play with him because, you know, we love him. So, um, But it's in his excitement that he just leaves us behind. So he'll often jump on our characters' heads, and then we'll fall in the pit. So he's just using us to, you know, get a little higher. But... Um, when he's playing t by himself, he's good. But when he's playing with us, somehow he's better. <laughs> and he knows it. <laughs> and he'll step on us to get there. Um, but by playing, it makes him feel connected. And so tonight I want to talk about connection. And so um, when he's playing with us, he's really actually disconnected from us. But to him, he feels connected, right? He's actually kind of pushing us aside to get to his own goals. And that's not a good way to connect. So I want to talk tonight about connecting in a healthy way to the local church, which is where we are tonight. Um, if you don't come here on a Sunday, you don't call this your church home. You're at Lake Mount Worship Center, and we meet here every Sunday, 9.30, 11.30. Please come and join us. Unless you have another home church, then visit there too. But um, getting rooted and connected to a house is more than just showing up. It's more than just coming in on a Sunday morning and um, walking past everyone, and if somebody says hi to you, you're just like... <laughs> eyes in one direction, you don't even want to look at them. Getting connected is about relationships, right? We find support and strength when we're together. My son is way better at video games because he's stepping on us. He's getting support and strength from us when he's playing. But we find, here at a local church level, we find spiritual growth. We can find emotional growth, and we can grow in relationships when we're all together. Another great way is to find a place to serve. They were just talking about it during the announcements. So here on a Monday night, ask to plug in. It could be something as simple as serving coffee at the cafe. I don't know. Do you have to be a leader to do that here? No? You could be just any old Joe Schmo? Okay. Well, there you go. If you know what it, what it means to pour coffee in a cup, um, you can do it, right? All right, all right. So now you're all signing up for cafe ministry. Um, or what, what are the things you do? Do you greet people when they get here? Yeah, Jocelyn, I'm looking at you. You're, <laughs> you're the boss. All right. Um, <clears throat> so there's lots of places on a Monday night you can serve. But I want to talk tonight. I titled this message, One Body. Now, what is that? What are we talking about? Have you ever seen uh, The Addams Family? Have you guys ever watched that show or Wednesday, the newer one? Don't watch that. It's a little dark. But um, they have a family pet that's actually just a severed hand, and it just moves around on its own. Um, you ever seen somebody actually get their hand cut off? Really? Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Um, 
if somebody gets their hand cut off, it can't move around on its own. It might, like, the muscles and tendons might fire a little bit, but it eventually dies, right? If you get cut off from the body, you die. <laughs> um, now, as I was typing this, I made notes as to exactly what was happening. So I was thinking, so my brain was sending messages to my fingers to type, right? Plus, my eyes were seeing what I was typing to make sure all the spelling mistakes were corrected. Now, if my eyes didn't work, I wouldn't know necessarily if I messed something up, right? I could technically still type, but I wouldn't know what I've done wrong, right? Same idea if I could see, but my fingers weren't working. I could sit there and stare at my laptop all day long, and unless it had dictation, but just for the point of this, <laughs> if I couldn't type and I couldn't access dictation, how could I actually get my thoughts out, right? If my brain didn't work, how could I write my message? I literally couldn't, right? So every part of the body is actually important, right? So Paul is actually teaching, the Apostle Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 12 about the body and how each part is important and then it connects it. So I'm going to read this to you. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 21, it says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Sounds like Paul was talking about typing on a laptop, right? Nor again, the head to the feet can say, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts, hello, are treated with greater modesty. Why we wear underwear and stuff, right? Which our more presentable parts do not require, like our arms. I guess our more presentable parts would be our faces as well. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't think that, that far ahead. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Catch this. If one member suffers... All suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So what's he talking about? Paul's talking about being connected to the body, right? You can't be that severed hand. And if you yourself, I mean, we don't look around the church and go, yeah, that guy, he's kind of smelly. He's probably the foot. Like, we don't do that, right? We just, we just assume we're all part of the body, regardless of which weird body part you might be. Um, but we all have a place in the body, and if that piece is missing, then there's actually dysfunction. So how do we stay connected to the body? First thing you can do is you can pray and ask God for a place to connect. You can ask him to help you to grow in love and strength and for biblical community. So I want to encourage you guys to pray for each other. Not right now, because I'm speaking, but at other times. Maybe tonight during your pods. Pray for each other. If you have even the ability to speak, you can pray. It's not about being artistic. I'm not sure if Pastor Matt's taught about this on a Monday night, but... Prayer is as simple as talking to God, and you can pray for somebody, you can pray to God about that person, you can pray about situations, and it's powerful. 
So I want to encourage you to do that. So you can, when you connect, it's about praying for each other and supporting each other in times of crisis and celebrating together, right? That's why we do big celebrations when people get married, right? And also when there's funerals, we are there for each other. We support each other. This is like, we're not even talking church at this point. We're talking just like the world, right? But we can connect as a church body by being there for each other. So Hebrews 10 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, I'm talking tonight about connecting to the body, but it's more than that, actually. I am kind of giving you a bit of a boost to join life groups tonight. I'm just giving you a spoiler alert. Hey, hey, that's what I do here at the church. <laughs> so, um, Life groups here at Lake Mount serve three purposes. It's to connect, to grow, and to serve. So connecting... What we just read here in Hebrews, it's talking about an urgent need for them to get together um, because there's like lots of things happening where people are choosing to not get together and they're trying to just be like, I'm a Christian all on my own and it doesn't matter. Might sound like something that we hear of today, maybe. But Paul says, or the writer of Hebrews, it may not be Paul, but some people think it is, he says, do, don't, do not... Can't speak. Do not neglect to meet together. So what he's saying is that we are to come together to worship God. There's a strength that actually happens when you're worshiping around other people. Maybe you've felt it here tonight. You could be driving in your car and you could be singing literally the same songs that they did tonight. And you wouldn't necessarily feel that same connection. But once you're surrounded by other people singing, you all have the same kind of purpose and, and and goal together is just to worship God together, you actually are strengthening each other, right? You literally can actually feel the difference. And so that's why we meet together, right? It's completely different than trying to do your own walk. Um, it's, again, it's like that hand being cut off and trying to operate on its own. It actually will struggle. Um, Jesus is talking about this strength. He's talking to his disciples, and it says, in Matthew, it says, If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. I'm sure you've heard that if you've spent any time in church at all. But what he's saying is if there's two or more people gathered together and they're in agreement on something, they're connected, that he's actually together with them. Now, you wouldn't necessarily like... It's not like I, like, before I came up here, Jacob came and prayed for me. It's not like as he was praying for me, just all of a sudden Jesus was like, poof, just behind us, like, yes, I agree. Right? It'd be kind of cool, but he's not a genie. Um, what he's saying is, like, the spirit of Jesus, this, the Holy Spirit is there with you, and he's actually um, interceding on your behalf in that moment. Um, he's actually praying along with you. So why would we want to be on our own if we're able to miss out on an opportunity to pray with Jesus, right? So Christianity is a corporate thing. It's important that we don't try to do it on our own. Um, 
some people do that and they end up believing weird, weird things. Um, there's a real strength when we're together. We go through seasons of life together, right? You might be in a valley season right now. Maybe you're feeling really down. Maybe you're actually battling depression. But you can be brought out of that valley with people surrounding you and carrying your burden with you. Um, we celebrate good times together, right? Romans 12 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And then Paul says again in 1 Corinthians 12, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So being connected is about family, right? I recognize not everybody here in the room tonight has a good relationship with their earthly family. And um, I want to encourage you that if that's you, to find a, find a place of good people who are looking to be in the same idea as you, like the same relationship with Jesus as you. Um, some people end up putting their family at arm's length because of whatever reason. Maybe there's dysfunction. Maybe there's um, all kinds of sin that could be giving you um, just distance from them. And then you can find real unity and strength in the church family. And to not be ashamed of that. Because that's actually where a lot of people actually need to find that, that strength. So, okay. So we talked about connecting. Now let's talk about growth. So life groups are a place where you can grow. Um, it's a place where you can be equipped to become more like Jesus and to live a faith-filled life. Every Christian needs the encouragement of other Christians. So when my son is playing video games, um, he needs to grow in his ability to play with us, right? Like, if he, for the rest of his life, has this, like, desire to play video games with other people and he just continues making them fall in the hole and die or land in the lava or whatever, nobody's going to want to play with him. So he needs to grow in his ability to play that game. Ephesians 4, verse 15 says, We are one body made up of many parts, and Christ is the head. We're to grow up in every way into Jesus, who is the head, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So each part of the body needs to continue to grow together. Um, have you ever seen a person that was born a baby, obviously, and then once the time they reached their 20s, like half their body didn't grow? You have? Oh. Okay, never mind. Um, it doesn't look like normal, right? I know maybe that's controversial to say. But if you're, let's say you're born and your left leg didn't grow your leg would be short, right? Like you wouldn't be able to function. You'd be maybe having to use a wheelchair all the time or have a prosthetic leg because it didn't grow. Each body part has to grow in proportion together. And so life groups are a way that we can grow in proportion together. And I'm kind of doing a weird dance here. I don't, I'm not sure why I'm doing that. Um, so practically as a life group, you can grow together by going through a book study together. Um, if you are wanting to lead a life group, 
there is a process, but I myself will look at what we have available and try to help you to find something that would be a good book study to go through as a group. And the whole point of that is so that we're all growing in a healthy way together, right? Another way that you can grow together would be by doing like a sermon recap uh, life group, which we have actually quite a few of those. So Pastor Matt and I had a conversation, and we would love to see more real life groups come out of Lake Mount Young Adults. And so this is my call to you guys that come September 10th when we have our big day, we're going to have some awesome life groups for you guys to join. And maybe some of you, I will be bugging to lead a life group, leaders in the front row. Um, and others, maybe? I don't know. Anyways. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be having some conversations in the next couple weeks, but I would love to have you guys be a part of what we're doing here with life groups, and they're a great place for new people to have a place to feel welcomed, right, and to find community and to grow and and to um, just meet other people. So we grow in intentional relationships with one another. That's the point of life groups. We challenge one another to grow and remain teachable. No one has fully arrived on our journey of faith, right? If I've asked you to lead a life group, it doesn't mean that I think you have it all together, right? Um, I don't have it all together, definitely. Um, we're all on this journey of faith, of trying to figure it out, and we're spurring one, one another on. I'm doing the shoulders dance again. Um, but we're spurring one another on to a deeper relationship and knowledge of God. I want to challenge you with two things tonight, okay? If someone asks you to mentor them, take it seriously and ask God to help you. If you're asked to join a life group, a little shameless plug here, but if you're asked to join a life group, pray about it and take the invitation seriously. You may find lifelong friendships at this life group. Okay, our third thing that we do with life groups is we serve together. Again, Jesus was speaking to his disciples in Matthew 20, and he said, Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man, this is Jesus speaking of himself, even as the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So being in a life group is about serving as well. So we, we ask life groups if you're, let's say, a group of 5 to 15 people to get together and serve places. And this is something that's optional. Not every group does this just based on proximity and timing and everything. But there's a lot of ways you could serve together. I'll give you some practical ones. Ready? You guys ready for this? Take really good notes, okay? This is, this is where you need to take notes. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's silly. Okay, the first one is greeting at the doors on a Sunday. If you've been coming to Lake Mount for one month and you send me an email and say, I'd like to serve on the Connections team on Sunday, I'm probably going to say yes. <laughs> and it's a great way to get to know people, okay? That's an easy one. Okay, here's another really good practical one. You guys ready for this? All right, write this down. Hand out hot chocolate on Halloween. 
with your life group and candy together as your life group and just talk to people in your neighborhood. Okay. Here's another good one, and I think that Pastor Craig probably pushed this two weeks ago. Join him. Join Pastor Craig and hand out food at the homeless encampments. Serve some people and see how much your life will change. Okay? Here's another one. Have you guys heard of the Niagara Christian Gleaners? Have you guys heard of that place? They, like, process vegetables. Take your life group there. (laughs) It's really easy. (laughs) And you, like, cut up vegetables and sort them and stuff. And then they get sent to third world countries. These are just really easy ways that you can serve, okay? I want to encourage you guys, if you happen to be part of a life group, whether it's here at Lake Mount or even another church, to challenge your life group leader or challenge your life group to serve together. You will grow so much when you are serving together. Um, In the past, I've been a part of life groups for a long time. I'm 38 years old now, and when I was 22, I think, I, I was in my first life group. And we were called the street meat extravaganza because we had hot dogs. And we were young college guys, and we thought we were hilarious. And uh, the youth pastor was not happy about that. But um, we literally had hot dogs every life group. It was amazing. And we were poor college students. But um, we would read the Bible together and challenge each other. That is one thing that you can do together. And... We also served as youth leaders together, and we grew in community together. And after that one collapsed because we got in trouble because of the name, I was part of another life group, and uh, we would worship together, and it would literally be like four guys would just be like getting together, and we'd go, all right, what what are we reading in the Bible this week? What should we talk about? Like we would, it would be super last minute, and we would figure it out. And I'm telling you, some of the greatest memories I had in my 20s were at that life group, those guys. There was a Sunday morning where I had, the, like, the worst chest pain. I had no idea what it was. I went to the hospital, and they said, basically, you have really bad heartburn and gave me this weird pill. Um, and then I literally had it for, like, days and days and days. Like, I think it was over a week. And uh, at our life group, It was literally like in the living room of my college apartment I was living in. It was just a mess. There was no women living with us, so nobody ever cleaned. And it was gross. I was sitting on the carpet, having this chest pain, and my buddies playing guitar and just singing. I don't even know what song it was. And I remember just suddenly feeling this, like, intense heat fill my chest and, like, Nobody in that moment was praying for my healing. Nobody in that moment was even, like, laying hands on me. And I just felt this heat come on. And the pain just disappeared at the same time as the heat left. And I was healed in that moment of that chest pain that even the doctors couldn't heal in that moment. So sometimes life groups will take you on a crazy journey like that where you're like, man, this is just wild. Um, that was the first time I ever experienced healing, miraculous healing. And some of you know that I'm the guy here who's often pushing for physical healing. And it's because I've experienced it for myself. And I really want 
people to experience that, to see that God is so real. And another time, I felt the, the call of God on my life so clear. I was in a life group with just other college guys again, and somebody said a word over me. They said, I see you one day. Um, they said, I see you one day on staff at a church. I don't know what church it is. I don't know anything about it. And they said, um, to pray for it and to contend for it. So don't just pray for it, but to actually like fight for it, put in some work. And it took me a long time to get there, but God is faithful, right? 16 years later, here we are. Um, life groups are really good as well when you're serving to, to help um, be muscle. Um, if somebody's moving, you can help them move their stuff. Like, we have a family that just moved here in, I think it was July, and I, I'm currently leading a life group of young adults, guys, and I just said, hey, if you guys are available on Saturday, come help them. They moved here. They know nobody, like, help us out. And we had, like, eight guys show up and help out, and Phil brought a cooler full of water, and it was, like, the hottest day of July. It was amazing. And it was just dudes putting in time. We all like gave of two hours maybe three hours and it made this family feel so loved and so accepted and they call this place their home and it's amazing and that is because not only us but because we put in the time and God was faithful to stir in their hearts to feel accepted and loved here so serving as a life group is important you can also in a life group you can practice the spiritual gifts right you can Give somebody an encouraging word. You can um, stir one another up to work hard. It's all about loving each other and loving on Jesus together. So there are a lot of ways you can get connected to the body of Christ, including here at Elia on Mondays. Um, when my son gets lonely, he often will ask us to play on the switch with him. If you're here tonight and you're feeling disconnected and lonely, I want to encourage you that this is a place for you. You can find friendships here. Um, just be brave. Maybe it's going to take a little longer than you thought, but just be brave and approach someone and just be like, hey, I really don't know a lot of people here. Like, can you help me meet some people? And let's all agree here tonight that we will do that together. Yes, we will help each other. Okay. <laughs> Nobody be a bad guy. Okay. So another thing you can do is you can, if you're feeling lonely, is you can join a life group and you can grow spiritually there. Another way is you can try serving. I know I'm literally like repeating the same things over and over here, but I'm telling you guys, I need this to get beat into you. <laughs> That, okay, so I serve on the worship team here. I have for basically from the first day I've been here. It's really easy, and everybody that serves on the worship team here, I'm sure you will agree, it's really easy to hide and not interact with people. It'd be really easy to be just in the green room there, and we pray for each other, and we know each other, but we're kind of a small community. I encourage everybody, if you want to get to know more people, 
Literally go stand at those doors and just say hi to people. You don't even need, you don't, okay, this is going to blow your minds. Okay, you guys ready? You don't even need a name tag. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's true. It's true. People might think you're strange, but you don't need a name tag. Having one just makes it, you know, seem more legit, I guess. But you could literally stand at those doors tonight. Once the pods are done, you could stand at those doors and you could have people walk by and you just say, see ya, have a good night, I'll see you next week. How hard is that, right? You might have just made that person's night. Same thing with coming in. You just need to say hi. So sometimes when my son is playing Nintendo by himself and one of us walks by, he will ask us to join him. Even though he's in the middle of playing because he just wants that time together. So I want to encourage you, if you're here tonight and you're already connected to people here, but you feel like there's actually more, like there's actually more for you, like there's more than just relationships to be built here. You can grow in relationship with Jesus and be challenged to go deeper. you can join a life group. It is in my notes. I'm trying not to say it, but it's there. <laughs> okay. But you can, all right? Let God use your time and your talents, and they will go much further with him than they will on your own. If Brandon only ever played drums by himself, we wouldn't be able to really, like, worship the Lord along with him, right? Um, that's low-hanging fruit. I didn't have that in my notes. Um, but, like, have you ever tried clapping your hand with one hand? Ever tried that? Like, it's, some people can do it. Um, those people are called weird. Uh, but if you try to do something on your, on your own like that, it sometimes doesn't really... It's not as good, right? Like, you ever given someone a really great high-five where your hand just tingles after? Try doing that to yourself. Just, it's not the same. Yeah, go ahead, try it. All right, all right, all right. You show off, so I get it. But it's just not the same, right? Um, so coming together in community, it's all about connecting. And God can use you together better than he can use you on your own. So I want to encourage you guys with that. So why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to pray. God, I thank you for tonight. God, I thank you for the young adults here at Lake Mountain and those who are here for the first time, those who have been coming here for years, Lord. There's no, there's no separation between them tonight, Lord. I thank you that you're the God who brings unity and you bring um, comfort and connection to us, Lord. I just pray for those who are here tonight that are feeling disconnected from the house, that are feeling disconnected from people, Maybe they're feeling disconnected from you, Jesus. I pray that you would reveal yourself to be true. You'd reveal yourself to be the God who can connect us, Lord. Your word says that you're the head and we're the body. And so, God, we just want to be connected to you as you guide us and you lead us. I pray for everyone here tonight, Lord, that they would find a place here where they would feel comfortable. They would feel like they have purpose. And, God, that 
we would be a place here, Lake Mount Young Adults, where where everyone would feel welcome and everyone would feel like there's a place for them. God, I thank you that this is a safe place. I thank you that tonight, Lord, even during worship, your presence was with us. You were moving and, and tugging on our hearts and showing us areas that we need to grow. And God, I just pray that tonight we would respond and we would say yes to you, God. Lord, I pray for those who are considering college coming up in September, Lord, that they would feel that they're not necessarily leaving here, God, but that they're still, they're still connected to the house. And Lord, as they are physically in another location, God, would you be with them? Would you show them godly relationships and godly connections that they could make? And God, I, I just pray for those who are feeling like maybe they don't want to go, that they would know that you're with them, that you're walking with them to college, wherever they go, Lord. God, I pray for those who are working, that are done school, or maybe they decided to not go to school. God, that they would find you in the everyday tasks that they're doing at work, that they would find connection to you. They'd see that you're shaping and molding and and. God, that you're guiding us to grow. You're guiding us toward connection. That you're leading us towards you. Even in the small things, God. Lord, I pray for the relationships here at Young Adults, Lake Mount Young Adults, God. That they, that each one who um, already has a relationship with another person in this room, whether it's a friendship or they're dating or some of, some of you are married. God, I pray that that their relationships would grow stronger, that they would find a place to connect, they would find a place where they are accepted and they're loved. And Jesus, I pray that we would be a place where people would find your love. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come and you'd be our comforter tonight. Help us to grow. Lord, give us new ideas for life groups, give us new ideas for where to serve here at the church, where we could be, where we could make a a difference. We could change somebody's life with a smile. So Lord, I pray for each one that's here tonight, that you would speak to them. Thanks for listening to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. For more information, please visit us at lakemount.ca or follow us on Instagram at lakemountya. Have an amazing week and we hope to see you soon.